What's up, what's up everybody, it's Aaron Parker right here, APN us, everyone's doing well today, this is episode 5, I'm pretty sure, yeah, episode 5 today, beautiful, beautiful weather today, it's Monday um, afternoon, so it's roughly about uh, 3.30, yeah, so, doing well, doing really, really well this morning, I'll tell you what guys, I've been doing, um, been doing one mile lunges, very very frequently pretty much daily at this point the only day i did not do it was yesterday i took a day off yesterday i was at the perth wildcats it went to double overtime which was a great great fucking game i really enjoyed that game quite a lot very entertaining but at the point as well because we were using so much energy and so much emotion into officiating calls into game winner game ties game winners etc etc um, by the time it was double ot everyone was just a little bit fatigued and gassed like not saying that the players weren't either they sure as heck were and you could definitely see that however at some point as well um you know um it was starting to kind of play on the fans as well and um you know the only dude that wasn't really kind of keeping that energy down was the um the announcers and everything like that the dude that kind of stays on the ground kind of the hype guy i'm not too sure what his name is but he, he does a fantastic job man great energy great stuff always got to give him his props and his his flowers um, he's been there for i think three to four seasons he's been there since like 2017 which is quite a bit of time so um he does a tremendous job at the perth wildcats game and he's got a great job as well man i'm pretty sure he does some other stuff full-time and stuff like that like i'm pretty sure he probably has like a day job and everything like that but man he seriously does such a brilliant job in getting the fans hyped and everything like that just really keeping a great energy throughout the entire game but that perth wildcats crowd is is phenomenal man we got such a great fan base i really do think that i know a lot of the east guys really kind of give us a little bit of crap just because they feel like we're quite entitled fans and stuff like that um well i don't disagree that's what happens when you win all the time <laughs> i'm just saying um when you start to win you don't really lose too too much um, and you're very, very, very dominant, and you haven't lost, you haven't not gone to the finals yet, um, it definitely does create a perception, and it does create this automatic thinking that we're going to make the finals regardless of the circumstance, you know, that's kind of always been the Perth Wildcats fans mindset, you know, it's just win, 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 and we've never been exposed to failure that much, to be honest with you, we lose games, and we have lost championships but um we haven't not been in the finals you know excuse me you know what i mean so i always found that very interesting about the perf wildcats um but it was such a great game such a great game it was a little bit frustrating with the train services and everything like that but um you know shout out to transperth they got it done it was great it was really really good how they organized and how well they did it as well um, they did brilliant. They seriously did. For what the circumstances was and the situation was, they did as best as they could. So I'm really happy with that. Um, it's getting close to Christmas as well, which is really, really good. So I'm pretty excited about that whole entire thing as well, that Christmas is coming up. And um, it's going to be a good time. Got all the presents ready. So it should be a really, 
exciting festivity, really good stuff going on, and um, get to hang out with the family for a couple of days as well, which is really, really good. And um, any chance to kind of be with the family, it's always a win for me, in my opinion. Um, you know, that's what I love. New Year's Eve, though. Ooh. New Year's Eve is probably one of my favorite days of the year. I love New Year's Eve. You know, it just really helps get a good fresh recap to um, 2021 or to the year and um, get to have some fun, get to enjoy yourself. And um, it's it's a really good year, uh, time, New Year's Day. I like uh, New Year's Eve. I love New Year's Eve quite a lot, man. So one thing I wanted to talk about today for sure is definitely um, a lot of the mental side of um, just life in general, you know. I feel like it's been said quite frequently probably that um, life is more so mental than physical. And, you know, like for a lot of people out there, I don't think they really truly comprehend that notion of that idea. Life, Life's completely mental. It's like 80% mental and 20% physical. You still need to be physical. Like you still need to move around and still do some exercise and still train. But if you don't have the mental game down packed, um, it creates a lot of so many issues in life, so many issues. And it's all about being one, sometimes one step ahead or one step back um, in the favor of the, dis, uh, uh, of the context or the situation at the time. Um, and you know what? It's really, really crazy as well is that um, mental, mental games, so many things. Um, I feel like mental game is fortitude, uh, willpower, determination, uh, respect, integrity, pride, ego, uh, passion, hum- humility. Um, there's so many elements to the mental facet that physical does not have. Physical has strength, it has conditioning, it has strength endurance, it has power, it has speed strength, elastic strength, um, what else? Strength speed, maximum for- maximum speed. There's so many things that the physical qualities are there, but that's only a couple in comparison to what the mental has. Mental has even philosophy elements as well behind it. Um, and that's what I'm saying is that majority of the shit that you do throughout your, throughout your life is going to be based on mental uh, mental ability. Um, so you can... That's the thing about some people that I know in my life is that I'm not going to name names, but they have this physical body. They look great. They're in great shape, which is just a small ele- which is a small element of it. But um, at the end of the day, you still need to you still need to have the mental fortitude and the the, the foresight to anchor certain things in life um, because you need to you need to be strong mentally and um, that's most important more than anything and um, you know there's individuals out there that don't have this crazy jacked physique you know they could be endurance runners or they could be um, uh, they could be just like individuals who just train really, really fucking hard. They don't really kind of train to the ideals of strength conditioning coaches or exercise scientists or PTs, um, like myself, for an example. You know, there's, you know, there's some individual. I know one individual out there who, um, who does like a mile run every morning, does a hundred push-ups, a hundred squats, and a hundred ab wheel rollouts every single morning. Doesn't miss. Doesn't miss. Doesn't miss. Not one day, he reckons. Not one single day. Now, he could be bullshitting, but he's got a decent enough physique that I could probably say he's probably not lying. Um, And individuals like that, while a lot of people would like to tag that quotation of the definition of crazy as repeating the same shit over and over and over again and not getting a result. But you got to remember that mental game and that, that clarity to be able to do that consistently every single day 
creates results mentally. You create this compounded effect of catching on to small wins where you can gain big, big wins in the long term. And it's going to suck. There is days where it's not going to feel good. You're going to feel like crap. You're going to be tired. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to get much sleep. Family stuff gets in the way. Work stuff gets in the way. Business stuff gets in the way. There's stuff like this. Like I didn't do a podcast in two weeks. And honestly, there was no excuse for me not to do it. I had no excuses. No excuses. And I said this podcast was going to be a consistent thing that I would do it like every single week once a week I was going to do it and then next year I was going to amp it up to twice a week which is still the fucking game plan is that I'm going to amp it up to twice a week and, I, and I'm, I'm not backing down at this either I'm going for twice a week next year I'm going to make sure my volume on these podcasts amp the hell up because I want to make sure that this podcast becomes a legit legit thing where I am able to really, really get messages across. But not only that as well, I'm able to just express myself. I feel like the thing about this podcast, it becomes a gateway or almost like a journaling of my thoughts. And I don't really present too much transcript. I just kind of go impulsively off of the spot right here of what I want to say or how I want to ventilate certain notions across. You know, like for any, like I did, I did a mile of lunges every single day for 20 days in a row. 20 consecutive days of one mile lunges is some legit shit. There's people out there that do one mile lunges, particularly if they're a part of this quote unquote lunge and learn uh, community by Corey Gregory. Shout out to Corey. Um, but they usually, they would sometimes do a mile lunges maybe every 90 days or every 60 days, right? So maybe every two to three months as an example to do one mile lunges. But me, I did that in 20 fucking consecutive days, 20 consecutive days. And even during the 60 plus day um, streak that I did with at least 400 meters, I even did one mile lunges during that period as well. Now, let me tell you right now, my times, they're not great. They're not great. Like my PR is 36 minutes and 55 seconds. That's that's okay. It's nothing insane, right? That's a decent, decent time. But today, I did a two-mile run, so a 3.2-kilometer run, 3.22 if you want to be exact. And then I did um, a one-mile lunges, but I did 800 meters with weight, stripped it off, and did 800 meters with body weight. Maybe, no joke, five minutes after the... Not even, maybe like three to five minutes. I, I was very quick to try and get to this park so I could have bare minimum rest, had a quick drink of my BCAAs and creatine, and I was just like, pow, I was ready. And I felt great right off the bat. Now, am I paying the price now? Yeah, my hips and knees feel great today. They feel really, really good. But my adductors are so sore. It's not even funny. My adductors are very, very sore, man. Um, because I went for a sub 37 minute. I almost went for a PR. I was, my weighted 800 meter was a PR. So that first 800 meter, I was on fire. I was feeling it, man. I was feeling great. And then I went for my second 800 meter and I felt just very slow for a, a body weight 800 meter. And usually if I do that drop set type of notion, I'm just banging out in that body weight. Like it's easier, way easier, way easier. But this time, nah, that like that um, 1000 to 1200 meter mark for me, that was rough. That was rough. Like I just felt like my adductors were getting a little bit sore. Like uh, it, it just didn't feel great. And then I kind of kick up the heat about that 1200 to 1600 meter mark. And honestly, I felt good finishing off. Um, now, that was that was rough. That was not any, that was probably one of the toughest one milers I've ever done. Period. But 
I felt like a machine. You know what I mean? Like I felt great. It was really, really good to be able to um, get back into these one-mile lunges. And tomorrow's going to be my final day before the shoot to do these one-mile lunges. But I tell you what, man, these one-milers that I've been doing for 20 straight days, they create a compounded effect. They create a special, special effect on your mental game, particularly. Mentally, you feel strong as rock. And no matter what type of type of things get in the way of your life, you're able to... You're not able to soldier it on like a, you know, like, you know, some people would assume, but you're able to have a better objective look and clearness onto the situation. And you're able to be in the moment and think with less emotion and more so um, with a irrational thought is what I could say. Um, so that felt really, really good. To get back to getting that one mile lunge, I was gonna do a mile lunges, but after I got back to the Wildcats. But honestly, man, I just couldn't be fucked. Like it was about by the time you know family came home and stuff like that, it was like six thirty, and then I'd, I like I, I've been out since like eleven thirty roughly from the family. Came back home at like five forty-five, so I, I didn't really want to kind of bother or be a little prick and be like, I'm gonna go out again. Um, now I should have done it in the morning. I definitely. Um, am aware of that I should have just done it as soon as I got out of bed which is what I did this morning um, but what I'm really liking about this whole entire week leading up to the, sh- to the photo shoot that I got on Sunday is that it's a deload week so I'm not, I'm not going to be crazy on the weight training this week um, the conditioning is going to be very very minimal you know nothing crazy at all um, just doing the bare minimal just to get by um, Friday is where the, the conditioning cuts off completely so by that time, honestly, I'm pretty hyped. I'm excited. I'm fired up, and it'll be really good back to get to get back to some normality as well with my life, and really increase those calories as well, and be able to get away with some you know cheat meals here and there. All right, guys, I'm gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and um, I'll be back with you guys in a sec. Let's go. back we're back we're back um so basically kind of leading on from the last conversation that i just had um in the first part of this episode is um i've been on a very um strong journey um mentally physically spiritually just kind of the whole nine yards really um four months five months of getting into a calorie deficit and cutting down now I'm going to kind of give you almost like the whole entire insight just through word for word on this on this episode. Um, this was a bit of a long time coming because I have lost a decent amount of weight. I'm looking jacked. Um, I'm getting really, really lean. And um, I'm going to give you a bit of the negatives as well. The negatives are very just as important as the positives as well. Um, so I'm going to give you the whole kind of breakdown of what it was like. Okay, so basically around mid-august i decided i wanted to take my my physique to the next level right i wanted to get a cut going for summer i wanted to start looking really really lean and not only that as well i wanted to really present a very unique way to cut weight right and to look maintain 
a decent amount of muscle mass that was important and that was something that you know both my coach and I agreed upon completely was that hey we needed to keep the muscle mass we needed to keep a decent amount of it on now as a drug-free lifter someone who does not take steroids or any type of performance enhancements you got to remember as well when you do do cal- caloric deficits especially when they get really really aggressive um, they can really they can sacrifice some muscle mass you're not going to maintain every single ounce of muscle mass when you start to cut down it's inevitable that you're going to lose some muscle mass it's um part of the game right now as a bodybuilder who would take drugs and steroids you can actually maintain most of your muscle mass like maybe 95 percent of it and you should be okay now myself which is one thing that i'm really really impressed about throughout this entire cut i went from about maybe 21 percent to now 10 percent body fat maybe even lower now by the time we get to the shoot um when i i reckon by the time it's shoot shoot day i reckon i could be at about 9.5 percent body fat which would be pretty crazy i'd love that um 9.5 would be probably the finishing point for where i feel like i'm going to be at my most athletic my most jacked and my most lean all right because if you go any lower as a drug free to like nine to eight and a half to eight percent man your life's just fucked like I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's it's a sacrifice unless you're really uh, dedicated or you are a monk, um, which respect, props to you, um, or you just don't really have much of a social life. It's going to be extremely, extremely difficult to get 8% body fat and keep abs year-round. Um, and then to gain strength and size in that 8% body fat, shit, I mean, that's going to be difficult. Um this this win man i do apologize if the audio is starting to start this wind's very aggressive today i don't know what the hell is going on with the wind but um yeah so anyway continuing on august mid-august to now mid-december mid-december we can agree it's mid-december right um i've went from about 91 92 kilos to now about 80 79 to 80 kilograms i was 79.5 when i was 10 percent body fat that, that, that's decent right i cut we kind of roughly guessed the ballpark of like 89 to 71 kilogram 81 to 79 kilograms was going to be roughly our goal weight for 10 percent body fat now funny enough funny enough after my refeed i looked I looked a bit, I looked bloated as hell. Like, I looked really, really bloated. And I was like, at this point, nah, this ain't it, man. Like, I mean, because I had, um, I told you guys about my cheat meal. I think maybe in the last episode that I had, like, I had, like, a whole bar of Kit Kat and McFlurries. I had a big-ass chicken burger. And it tasted amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love this. But afterwards, man, my mid-back and my stomach was absolutely just annihilating me. It was killing me, man. It was not fun at all um, to, um be doing this stuff it, it just wasn't fun man and it just felt like there wasn't a healthy um kind of correlation to having a cheat and then just like downright binging right and that was something that i wanted to really hone in myself and master myself was just just eating just enough of a cheat where you're not going to kill yourself and you're not going to like absolutely annihilate your stomach the whole way through right because you don't want that to happen either you want to make sure that you're just eating good enough foods and just enough of that like cheat meal that you're going to get a really really good um glycogen response right um excuse me i'm having a nice drink of liquids right here oh man this wind is fucking rough eh? jeez 
Far out. Anyway, continuing on. Um, I don't even know why it's winning so... Like, the wind is so heavy during the summer period. Like, it is very, very strong today. And I don't even know why it's so strong. Anyway, continuing on where from where I was from. So, basically, in the final week leading up to peak week, which is this week. This week is peak week. Um, I had to eat... 1,850 calories. That's not a lot at all. That's nothing, right? Um, now, you hear this from, you know, PTs all the time now is that, oh, if you want to grow, you're going to have to eat more food. Yeah, no shit. We realize that. Everybody realizes that. Like, I mean, this is the thing about the PT industry that kind of frustrates me a little bit. They kind of state the obvious now that everyone knows at this point. Like, 99% of people who are into gymming and training know that if you want to add some mass, you're going to have to eat a little bit more calories. Um, it's, you're going to have to be in a caloric surplus. Like, it's not, you, you know, you're not fucking Sherlock Holmes or anything like that for stating the obvious, right? And um, look, when you're in a calorie deficit, you want to look lean as hell. And that's the thing. Don't demonize caloric deficits. I think nowadays it seems like everyone wants to go calorie surplus, calorie surplus, calorie surplus. But never, no one really wants to kind of admire calorie deficits anymore. You know, you still need to get into a caloric deficit if you want to lose body fat. You know, it's not about carbs, 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 or fats, 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 or proteins, 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 proteins. But I feel like there's a demonization of either caloric surplus or calorie deficit. There's no real middle ground now in the PT or nutrition industry of, you know, maybe just maintenance calories. And I think, or even just calorie deficits. If you tell people that you're in a calorie deficit, they'll say, Oh, you should. You need to eat more food if you want to get some more mass. You're gonna have to eat more food. You know, I we everyone gets that. Like, you know, as I said, you're not a trailblazer in the industry for saying the no shit statements. You know what I mean? And um, and look, sometimes basic advice is good and it's healthy to get back to the fundamentals. But at the same time, like these PTs on you know social media and everything like that claim to you know really be masters of their craft, but they're not really presenting like really out of the border advice. They're just bringing the most basic shit that I think every PT and not only every PT, but most individuals that do training in the gym know: calorie surplus, maintenance, and calorie um, deficits. Like that's it. If you want to lose fat, you're gonna have to get into a calorie deficit. You want to start to gain weight add a little bit more muscle mass, then you need to get into a caloric surplus. If you just want to maintain your weight, maintenance is fine as well, which is what I'm going to do after this cut, um, is to get, after this photo shoot, is get into uh, maintenance for a couple months and just really maintain that um, that, that, that caloric intake um, for the next maybe four to five months, which is kind of the goal, right? Because I still want to keep this physique for summer. I don't want to be, you know, kind of vibing around just eating non just kind of going nonchalantly about it and then gain it all back when it's autumn you know what i mean that's just a that's a dead set fucking waste of hard effort and time just to gain it back all again um which which is stupid tell like you shouldn't do that like that's not cool either you know now you will gain a little bit i think i'll gain a little bit of weight you know like it's not a um it's not an uncommon thing to not try and get some more weight onto the body a little bit after this uh this photo shoot you know, but I'm not going to, you know, smash myself over a hammer over it either. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's normal. Don't worry. Anyway, um, so now the nutrition was very, very interesting. So basically we went from 2,400 calories, 2,100 calories, and then I was in about maybe 1,900 for a bit of time maybe about two weeks I was in that one and that felt pretty good I actually didn't mind 
being in the nine, 1900s. And then I went to 1850. That week was... That week was not fun. I'll tell you that. It was mentally... It, it got tough at the end. You know what I mean? Like mentally to eat 1850 is... It's fucking difficult. It's very, very difficult. And look, there's days where I did not bang on, get on to 1850. You know, there was days where I was in like 1700 or like, and then there was days where I burned a lot of calories and I was, there was a little bit of an anxiousness to eat a little bit more food just to maintain that energy level. Like Friday, I play basketball sometimes um, before going to work. And um, I burned about 4,500 calories throughout this entire day. That's minimum 4,500 calories. And I was eating 1,850. That felt shit. Because the whole entire night after that, I was getting a lot of cramps. Um, I wasn't getting enough sodium or electrolytes or even just enough calories, period, inside my body. So my body was just like, damn, AP, what, what the hell are you doing? So the price to pay for that was cramps and uh you know that's one of the things that you need to remember as well with electrolytes sodium potassium all that's important now the day after that i mean now on saturday he did the checkup 10 percent body fat we did it with we'll people we'll we'll but the issue was uh, we didn't even really i didn't really feel too happy about it i was like oh yay we we did it <laughs> and that, that that's really all i was kind of said like we we didn't really go on a, a bit of a fun fair and throw confetti around um, now, it wasn't the idea of, oh, because, you know, I'm not satisfied or anything like that. It was just the fact that at this point, because it was probably, that was probably the worst morning of this entire cut so far, period. Like, I just felt so, so exhausted and tired, uh, mentally and physically. And um, everybody could see it. Like, um, my mom was there and she saw it. I was very hangry that morning. So, very, I get hangry quite comfortably in the mornings. Um, but usually after about 10 o'clock, I'm okay. Um, at 10 o'clock is kind of that, all right, we're good from that point on. Um, so that was all right. That wasn't too shabby. Um, and then we had, what was it? What was it? We kind of had a little bit more, um, on Saturday we had a bit more carbohydrates. So I doubled my carbs that night. And honestly, I felt fucking great. I felt awesome, man. Because the thing that we did for that, we, shit. The thing that we did for that final week was we intake up the um, carbohydrates a little bit more um, to maybe about two about 210 to 220 was roughly the gunning and the goal for this um, this calorie for the for Saturday. So I had lucky charms and lactose free ice cream from Peter's. Now that was something that we wanted to really play around with was carbohydrate spiking before bed. Now, there were days where the execution of it was downright shit. Um, there was days where the execution of it was fantastic, and it really did well. Um, so, for an example, when I had bananas and, you know, a peanut-free peanut butter, a bit of an oxymoron, but it was kind of made of soy. I know people aren't too big fans of soy and stuff like that, but honestly, it tasted so good, I honestly didn't give a damn. So, I had that before bed, and honestly, I felt great. However, there was a point where we didn't have enough butter inside the fridge, inside the pantry. So I then decided to say to my coach, hey, let's get some, you know, double stuffed Oreos popping. And he said, all right, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I had half a dozen double stuffed Oreos before bed, which was pretty damn good. I was pretty happy about that. And my body the next day looked like a Dagon freak show. And it looked even just as good as what it did the day before. 
right? Because there's carbohydrates. Now, I thought my body was going to get a little bit uh, a bit wonky with it because it's sugars and it's a little bit processed and everything like that. No joke. My body felt great. Um, and then I decided to hop onto Lucky Charms and ice cream before bed because I was my metabolism and my BMR was getting so damn on fire with the lunges and, um, you know, in the weight training that I was doing alongside a lot of, you know, walking and moving around at work, I was burning calories like crazy, like crazy. Um, but I still need to stick in that 1850. Um, so I decided to use the Lucky Charms and the lactose-free ice cream as my carb spike before bed. And it worked pretty crazily well. Now my sleep, as and this is one thing that you'll start to figure out as well as you start to get leaner, you, you're, you, 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 what's it, how to word it? Your ability to get into deep sleep takes longer. So it's going to become a lot more difficult to go to bed and knock yourself out unless you are absolutely just downright exhausted. Like if you're knocked the hell out and you're doing a lot throughout the day, you're going to get to bed quite easily. But there were times during this cut where really there just wasn't much shit to get done. Um, like I, there was a lot of work stuff, but work starting to kind of like my work starting to kind of really die down, get very, very slow at this period in time. But not only that as well, my business was starting to just kind of chillax and kind of slow down a little bit as well at this period because Christmas period, um, it's getting very, very quiet amongst clients. So, you know, there was there just really wasn't a crazy amount uh, to get done. Um, so, you know, there was notes and everything like that, but notes, I have a very photographic memory when it comes to client work and what we did. And, uh, most of the time it only takes about two to three minutes to finish the notes off. Like it, it doesn't take much at all. And I could fit about half a page in two to three minutes. Um, so I still get a strong recap of that kind of do positives and negatives of the session, you know, what we did, how we're progressing, how we're getting better. So there's small stuff like that. So once I figured out that, um, it get like the recovery as I started to get leaner actually started to deprecate quite a bit but then at this point just like I said in the first part it's all mental game you need to just will yourself sometimes to finish and uh, finish the race um, and I think people tend to forget that sometimes people say oh, don't will yourself to do shit no there's days where you're gonna have to will yourself and you're gonna have to get your ass up and do something um, don't be afraid to will or fight and take souls for that day Alright? Because there's people out there that want to see you downright fail. They want to see you fail so they can say, I told you so. Right? Four words. I told you so. Right? Everyone will say it to you. They have good intentions and they may be your friends. But they will make sure that they doubt you from day one. And they say, ooh, why is he doing that? Ooh, what's going on with him? Ooh. It's going to be difficult for AP. You know how it works. You know the wording. You know those individuals out there, but they don't know you. They don't know you, son, and you got to remember that. So show the fuck up on those days, all right? When those days, well, you're a little bit tired, you didn't get much sleep, there's a lot of family shit going on, are you still the damn killer? That's it, man. Everybody wants to claim themselves to be some sort of killer, but when shit hits the fan or scenarios have to change, you don't have that adapt or die mentality, all right? As it started to cut down, body started to feel a little bit more tired. Wasn't getting a crazy amount of sleep. I was getting up a little bit earlier so I could fit my lunges in. And as well so I can get some audiobook work in. Make sure I'm just still working on that uh, that mind. Still getting some information. I was listening to Winning by Tim Grover. 
throughout my lunges as well. Compounded effect by Darren Hardy as well. And what else? Um, I was listening to Beyond Order as well by Jordan Peterson, 12 More Rules for Life. Brilliant, brilliant book. Love it. Way better than his first, in my opinion. His first was okay, but this second book is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So, I'm keen for this shoot, man. I'm very, very excited. Um, it's going to be a hell of a run. And you know what? Let's talk about those negatives real quick as well. Um, so, the negatives of this whole entire thing, for sure, was there would be some breaks of just just exhaustion in the afternoon. There was days where, because I wasn't taking as much carbohydrates or calories, I was I was tired as hell. I was very, very tired. Um, and that was about maybe about 3 p.m. That, would, that, that brick wall would come into place. 3 p.m., there was days, man, where I was just like, man, I don't know if I can take it the whole day, you know? And I felt bad. I felt really, really bad because, you know, if the family needed help with something, um, you know, I needed to be there. Now, another thing as well, um, maybe something that, like, is a little bit uncomfortable for some people, but that's what AP Inast is here for. My, libo- my libido levels were very, very low, so I wasn't really getting any type of you know, sexual energy or like arousal or anything like that at any point. Um, my libido levels were extremely low as I was starting to cut down, you know what I mean? I wasn't really interested in females or women. Um, there wasn't any point where I was kind of like, oh, yippee, time to, you know, watch some porn or something like that. Or, you know, oh, like, you know, that woman's hot or something like that. Just as examples, right? Um, there was none of that. Absolutely none of that. And there was no feeling of that either. Like absolutely nothing down, down in the pants. <laughs> there was nothing there. There was straight up nothing there. And I think that's something that gets a little bit uncomfortable with men and women, particularly, is that type of um, sexual performance aspects of it as well. Now, I will say another thing as well is that you sometimes have to sacrifice a little bit of life in order to get these type of things done, right? It's not just, you know, sunshines and rainbows. There's shit that you do have to give up inside these type of calorie deficits. You have to give up some work or you have to give up some family time. There is shit that you do have to give up. It's not fun. It sucks. It's uncomfortable. But sometimes if you want a goal to be achieved or you're chasing something, you need to be selfish and you need to give that shit up, all right? But I will say that the positives very well outweigh the benefits for sure. Because that suffering that I had to go through, while it sucked in the short term, in the long run, it made me a tougher individual and it built some brick wall, damn it. And not only that as well, I get to look back on this journey and think, shit, I did that. I did that. <laughs> and there's going to be more journeys like that as well. This isn't the end. You know, this isn't some once in a blue moon type of journey either. This is going to be something that I'm going to continue to do year and year and year and year and year out and try to elevate my game even every single time that I come into the training industry or the fitness industry or even put my business area. All right. So I'm going to call it right here. Make sure that you share this out. Double tap. Give it a follow. And I'll see you guys next time.